Hello and welcome back to the Inbetweenish Pod, a place where we talk about growing up in between countries, cultures, ethnicities, and faiths. I'm your host, Beatrice Noor, and I aim to create a safe space for the already confused to discuss complicated emotions around home and belonging. For this mini-sode, we're going back to the beginning, and I'll tell you a bit about the origin story of Inbetweenish and how it came to be. And more specifically, I'll go into the differences and similarities between third culture kids, or commonly abbreviated to TCKs, and cross-cultural kids, abbreviated to CCKs. Before we get into that, I just want to say I hope you've had a wonderful summer or winter if you're down in the Southern Hemisphere. And I also want to just explain something. My winter was my winter. I didn't, I wasn't winter here. My summer, my summer was interesting to say the least. I went on a vacation I had been planning for a very long time to catch COVID on the third day in (laughs) and I had to quarantine and basically came back to Dubai after that. However, I tried to make the best of it, but the reason I'm telling you this is I happen to get long COVID, which means I still have a few lingering symptoms and that might affect my voice. So I'll edit as much as I can, but at some point you might notice that my voice is changing and I'm sorry about that. So let's get into third culture kids, TCKs. First of all, are you familiar with the term? Have you heard it before? Do you remember the first time you heard it? Did it feel like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense? Or was it like a very foreign concept? Let me tell you about how I came across it. About 10 years ago, when I was studying in France, I was working on a project centered around where is home? I guess I was trying to answer that for myself. And then what is a home? And throughout the course of this project, I had to interview a couple of different people who came from many different backgrounds and situations and experiences. And I realized there were certain things in common. And when I was analyzing all this and going online to try and tie it all together, I came across the term at the time, third culture kid. Today, it's a bit of a buzzword, so you may hear about it more often today. But at the time, it was really not a concept that was widely talked about. Let me explain what it actually means. Often there's a formula that kind of like comes associated to TCK and it kind of goes like this. Sorry for any of the (laughs) math flashbacks I'm about to bring on here, but it was A plus B equals C. And what that means in the third culture kid context is A represents the culture of your parents plus B represents the culture of the country you have lived in past or live-in present um, that is different than the culture of your parents equals C, which is kind of like your own culture, which is a combination of these different cultures, your parents and the host countries that you've lived in. The fact that it's called third culture kid can sometimes be confusing because you can be an adult and still be a third culture kid. But in order to be a third culture kid, you have to have lived your developmental years in a different country and a different, not a different country necessarily, but a different culture than that of your parents. You can sometimes see adult TCK 
or ATCK as it is often abbreviated as. So it doesn't necessarily imply that these individuals are children today. I just want to clarify that point. Prior to World War II, monocultural communities were a lot more common. For example, your parents come from the same culture, practice the same traditions, speak the same language, very often come from the same communities. And at the time prior to World War II, people did travel, but the intention was to travel for fun. Travel was obviously a lot more expensive, a lot more difficult than it is today, but it was rare at the time to travel for relocation entirely. So the first commercial flight actually took place in 1914, but it didn't really become popular until the 1950s, which also coincided with like the end of the Second World War. At around the same time, <laughs> two researchers, a couple, John and Ruth Usiam, coined the term third culture kid. They were American and they moved to India with their kids. And they started to notice certain similar traits in their children and other children of similar situations where their parents weren't from India and they were living outside of their culture. So how does this relate to in-betweenish? So far, I've kind of shied away from these terms and that will continue to be the case, but these terminologies and this categorization goes into how I conduct my interviews and how I approach my guests. At the time when I thought of starting a podcast, I identified and thought I was a third culture kid and I'm like, great, I want to speak to other third culture kids and talk about identity and belonging because these are questions that have always been there for me. And I noticed that a lot of people in my surroundings are also not monocultural. And then I started to make a list of what are the different kinds of third culture kids that I can identify? So I started to note down like, okay, so there are some kids who, whose parents worked in foreign diplomacy. There are some kids who have had to travel with their parents, seeking new opportunities in a completely new country. There are some people who have had to leave under very difficult circumstances and have not been able or never been able to go back. And so I was like, okay, well, third culture kids seems a bit limiting. And so I looked to Google for more answers and I started looking for, okay, so what are the different kinds of experiences that you can have across different cultures? And that's when I came across the term cross-cultural kids. This is a term that was put together and researched primarily by Ruth Van Recken. There are two Ruths in the story. So Ruth Usiem and John Usiem termed TCK in the 1950s. Ruth Van Recken built upon that and expanded to be more inclusive of different kinds of cross-cultural experiences. So cross-cultural kids, what does that mean? By definition, a cross-cultural kid is a person who's lived in or meaningfully interacted with two or more cultural environments for a significant period of their developmental years. And Ruth Van Recken observed seven different categories of CCKs. But here's the thing, I think there could be more in the future. I'll explain what I mean by that. 
But first, let's go into the seven categories. So first is multicultural or biracial children. So this, for example, is one of my cases, children born to parents that come from very different cultures or races. Then there are children of immigrants, children whose parents have made a permanent move to a new country where they were originally not citizens of. There are also children of refugees, so children whose parents are living outside of their country of origin due to unchosen circumstances, often war, violence, famine. There are also children of minorities, so children whose parents are from a racial or ethnic group, which is not a part of the majority race or ethnicity of the country in which they live in. And there are international adoptions. Children adopted by parents from another country other than the one of the child's birth. Then there's also traditional third culture kids or TCKs. So those are children who have had to move to another culture or a country largely due to a parent's career choice. There are also different kinds of TCKs. For example, there are foreign service kids, so kids whose parents worked in the diplomatic scene. There are, these are the official terms, I don't really like this terminology, but there are corporate brats, which are kids that have had to move because of a parent's corporate career choices. There are missionary kids who travel with their parents, relocate with their parents, and spread religious ideologies. There are military brats who are kids that travel in different areas based on their parents' involvement in the military. And then there is the term domestic TCK or third culture kids. So children whose parents have moved among various subcultures within the same home country. So if we were to step back for a moment and zoom out to the bigger picture, there are common challenges that cross-cultural kids face. And then there are also more specific challenges specific to individual CCK categories. Let's start with some of the all-encompassing challenges. There is a sense of lack of fitting in that often shows up. So grasping a proper cultural identity is difficult when you move around different cultures or belong to different cultures. There can be a feeling of not enoughness. There's also a lot of unresolved grief and oftentimes actually invisible grief as well, because it's not always so obvious why someone is grieving. It's difficult to leave a society, a house, a culture behind. Keep in mind, we're talking about all these changes happening in your developmental years. It is extremely rare that you had any say in the change of circumstances, whether it's your parents moving jobs and you're in a good, stable situation, or whether you are a seeking asylum in a different country because there is violence back home. So yeah, there's a lot of unresolved grief that comes along with this. There are also different mobility cycles and repatriation expectations for certain people and not for others. So for example, oftentimes asylum seekers will not be able to go back to their home country for a very long time, sometimes forever. But 
children of immigrants will be able to, depending on the circumstances, go back to their parents' home countries or their home countries if they consider it their home country. Oftentimes, children that are internationally adopted will not go back to the country they were adopted from. Or if they do go back, they go back with the intention of searching for their biological families or parents. There are also different and various linguistic struggles, whether it's completely different languages or just different dialects or learning a new alphabet entirely. It's a lot more difficult when you're learning a new alphabet that isn't even written in the same like script. Certain groups of CCKs, specifically children of refugees and children of minorities, might have faced violence or war or displacement. And that's difficult for anyone, no matter what age. But it's incredibly difficult as a child because you're exposed to trauma that you don't really have the know-how or the tools to process or learn how to go about it or make sense of it. If you ask me, war is always senseless. But um, another important one that many cross-cultural kids will face at some point in their relocations is potentially a change in their socioeconomic situations. Many times people will feel like they need to immigrate for better opportunities or safeguarding the future of their children. And they might be doing well back home, but once they move, their degrees and their profession are suddenly not acknowledged. And that means that the entire family changes its way of life. Cross-cultural kids also deal with a lot of rejection. And it comes in many different forms. Sometimes biracial children might be rejected from either side of their families for being different. Third culture kids can experience that as well, especially if they are not in a multicultural environment when they move. They can also face a bit of rejection from their own family back in their home country because they're not enough of that anymore. If we look at the children of immigrants or children of refugees, they also face a lot of rejection, sometimes very blatantly, you know, being told really terrible things about like, you don't belong here, go back to where you come from, etc. Or in more subtle ways where they will be ostracized in a certain way in play, for example, where they might be picked last or nobody wants to group with them when it's a group activity. So there's a lot of rejection that cross-cultural kids can experience at various degrees and various levels. So Ruth Van Recken points out that oftentimes children fit in more than one of these circles at the same time. So I'm going to take myself as an example here. So maybe you can start to see a connection with your own identity. First and foremost, I'm born as a bicultural and biracial individual because my parents come from very different cultures and races. My mother is born and raised in Brazil. My father is born and raised in Egypt. So I am bicultural in that sense. 
I'm also part of a minority because my father is an ethnic and religious minority within Egypt. My father's Coptic and therefore by baptism, so am I. I was born and raised in France for part of my developmental years. And then when we moved to Egypt as a family, French remained a very big part of our culture at home, if not like one of the biggest, actually, because it was the adopted culture that my parents wanted. So I'm a multicultural child. I mean, I'm not a child anymore, but I'm a multicultural child. I also come from a minority group. And I thought, and and this is still a bit confusing for me at times where I am sort of a third culture kid because I did live in France, but then we did move to Egypt and that's where I grew up most of my developmental years, but in a very niche Frenchy, francophone environment. Had my parents chosen to stay in France and apply for citizenship, I would have been a child of immigrants. So it's very interesting how these things can change and you can belong to several one of these categories. Now, why do I think there might be more categories in the future? Well, I do envision a future where there could be another category of cross-cultural kids that have had to move because of climate change and environmental reasons and are being forcefully relocated in another country because their land is unlivable. This is a question that a lot of island nations are currently studying, researching, and facing. And who knows what the future holds? Like, there could be other categories. The thing is, today we live in a very, and increasingly more everyday, globalized world. There are more and more international companies, opportunities to travel. Travel has become much easier. You can book a flight and hop on a plane tonight in a couple of hours if you wanted to. So it's very different. And you can also relocate much more easily. There's a caveat. Obviously, a lot of this depends on your passport country. And this is a whole other topic that I'm very passionate about because I've witnessed and experienced this firsthand. Um, But yeah, your passport and your citizenship determines a lot of the opportunities that you are exposed to in the world today. Unfortunately, because it is a form of racism, let's be honest. So that was my little rant. (laughs) I kind of shy away from all this terminology, but I wanted to explain it because it was such an aha moment for me when I discovered both of these terms. That's the idea. The origin story of Inbetweenish is wanting to talk to third culture kids, which brought me to the much more inclusive term cross-cultural kids. One of the things that really irks me is third culture kids today, TCK, it's become cool to be a TCK. It's become cool to say, you're a TCK, you've lived in all these different countries. There is sometimes, not always, but sometimes an air of superiority. But I wish it was equally cool to say that you are a child of an immigrant, or you are a child of a refugee, or you're a minority. And there are different kinds of minorities. There are privileged minorities and there are marginalized minorities. And I think it's important to remember that any kind of cross-cultural experience is enriching. 
because you are bridging the gap between different cultures. You are creating a new exchange. We're caught between different elements, whether those are religious, linguistic, cultural, habitual, ritualistic elements. We're just caught between different worlds. We're trying to navigate that. And that's why Inbetweenish exists. I hope that in listening to these podcast episodes, you can hear some of your life reflected in other people's stories. People that are maybe come from completely different circumstances or different parts of the world, but you have things in common. That is something that after every interview and conversation with my guests, I'm able to pinpoint things that we have in common and also appreciate the differences and difficulties that they might have gone through that I may never understand. Anyways, before this gets sappy, I just want to say there's a lot more to be said about cross-cultural kids. If you want to learn more about TCKs or CCKs, I will link some resources below. And if you're curious to learn more about the asylee experience, there is a fantastic new show out on Netflix. It's called Mo that depicts the story of a Palestinian family and their lives, basically. And I think it's a very accurate depiction of what it can be like to seek asylum. So check it out. I'll also link that in the show notes below. So there you have it, guys. That is the mini-sode I have for you today. I hope you learned something new and that this ignited your curiosity to learn more about TCKs and CCKs. If you yourself are a cross-cultural kid and you'd like to share your story, please reach out to me. I'd love to have you on the pod. You can reach me through Instagram or our website, both linked below. Original music is composed and produced by my talented friend, Medica Masiri. Thanks for tuning in. In Inbetweenish, signing off. See you guys next time.